Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Come on in, everybody. Uh, it is T-shirt and hat day. You're not allowed to watch Cash Call unless you're wearing a T-shirt and a hat today. Right. It's uh, Dale and Brian decided to wear hats and T-shirts at the same time. One of the things that I love about 2023 is 10 years ago, we would have been ridiculed and destroyed on social media for being dressed how we are. And today, nobody cares. Thank the good Lord. Yeah. So. Say that some of the, I know some really successful people who might not even dress this nice. Seriously, I, I think Steve Jobs wore a black t-shirt every day of his life. Um, whether you like the guy or not he was uber successful you know um there's multiple people who who do that and there's there's lots of reasons for it but my point is you don't have to you know you don't want to look like a bum but at the same point in time you know, yeah. know it's just it's just better so yeah. it's much easier i'm not even wearing pants no i have uh, I'm wearing pants for the record pants got pants on <laughs> shorts Cash call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, and Brian Curtis back again this week. We've got a bunch of people watching live. We just went live into the Facebook. And uh, so today I have a, um, a call. It was uh, submitted by a listener, uh, a, one of the teams that puts us on uh, to be entertained and, and occasionally educated in the background, right? Uh, <laughs> and so I'm going to play this call. And in this call, I don't know how experienced this either agent or ISA is sounds like it might be an ISA because he sounds like he's just functioning as one of those people who is reaching out to a lead, gathering some information, creating a nurture, doesn't really dig too hard on motivation or timing or why not now, you know, like one of the important things that we teach all the time, right, which is now sooner or logical next step. Uh, the lead says, not now. He basically says, okay, and uh, takes a little bit more info. And I was like, great. So uh, we'll talk later then, you know, and uh, not quite a logical next step either. So I want to play this. We'll break down some of those pieces and, and help the audience improve what they're doing today. Perfect. Well, and I'll say this, if we get to my call, we also don't have, a, in my opinion, a logical next step. So apparently we have a theme. You know, it's funny. I just trained on that. I mean, we train on it all the time, but I personally on this um i don't know if it was an agent locator uh webinar or real geeks they all tend to run together but just talking about this logical next step thing and it's so funny you know when i teach you in fact let's listen well i'm going to skip down to that part and then we'll go back and we can hear everything else so you know the logical next step thing when i talk about it what i teach is when are you going to talk or interact with the lead next why are you going to talk or interact with the lead next and what is the lead going to get out of it Right. So uh, I love that last point. Yeah. What's the, because listen, we're scary salespeople. Right. And what I try to impress upon uh, salespeople when I'm training them is listen, in your regular life, you don't want to talk to a, a salesperson unless you're either a ready to buy something or B, you have an important question that you need to get answered. If either of those two circumstances are not there, you generally don't want to interact with a salesperson. It, I mean, is that, would you say that's true, Brian? Well, the only time I want to act ideally interact with a salesperson is when I'm ready to sign now. Like, you know, we went furniture shopping last weekend. The person walked up to us and said some stuff. I don't know what the hell it was. And we're like, hey, we just need a few minutes. The person came back like 30 seconds later. He just kept bombarding us. And I, and I well, either my wife or I were like, 
yeah, we're, we're not buying anything from this guy. Like yeah. he, he get, wouldn't listen. Get him, get him to listen to cash call. Did you suggest that when you were in the furniture store? Were you like, Hey, I, did, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't care enough to do that. Other like this guy, you know, so no, okay. but right. good call. I'll, I'll do that in the future. Hey, by the way, you suck at your job. You should listen to my training. Maybe <laughs> might not be the best way to go. <laughs> you know, you're an amazing pitch guy. Uh, so you're so good. You really that script to, down guys. Really know how to position things. Uh, my point is, that you generally don't want to interact with a salesperson unless you're ready yeah. to purchase something where you need help or have a question. And yes. so when you're setting a logical next step, let's say for instance, you're, well, I'm not going to give the scripting out. Let's listen to what the guy does first and then we'll- Perfect. Correct. Yeah. Where's the play button? You just give me a thumbs up when you hear it. Of That'd be great. Homes that, that would be, yeah, that are free. Yeah. Well, hand fit for you, no problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as, well, you're ready and I can be sending you over some examples, that would be great. And we sure. could probably be talking in the near future. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, no problem, Samantha. Hope you have a great day and take care. You too, thank you. I'm gonna send you properties. And when you're ready, we can talk in the near future. So there is no when we're going to talk next, right? The near future, that's a little vague. The near future, there's no why we're going to talk next. And there's nothing that he articulated that this lead would get out of interacting with him again. There was no benefit. There was no value to interacting with him again. So he's very nice, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and he's doing the job, but to make it effective as a salesperson, it's got to be when, it's got to be why, and it's got to be what she's going to get out of it. So uh, I can give you some more context. In this call, what she says is, uh, yeah, we're looking. She tells him where. She tells him what kind of house they're looking for. But early on in the call, she says, we won't be moving for another year or year and a half. Okay. Does it, does it, so this is what he has, right? Let's just say that's what it was. Here's how I might end that call. Hey, the, great. Thank you for all that information, whatever your name was, right? I, I'm going to take this criteria that you gave me. I'm going to send you over some properties that come directly from our MLS uh, and that you might not be able to find on the internet. I'm going to email those to you. Uh, let's see, it's it's late now. How about I give you a call in the morning, say maybe around 9 or 10 a.m., just to make sure that you've gotten my email and to see if I need to change the criteria at all in order to make sure that you're getting what you want to see. Yep. So, it's super simple, but that's when, that's why, and that's what she's going to get out of it. That's just a very simple way of punching up that close. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I used to do this, like, and not in this scenario, but like, okay, Dale, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go, when I hang up, I'm going to go to the MLS. I'm going to do a search for all the criteria that you give me. Thanks for updating me with all that. Then I'm going to send you, a, you know, somewhere probably between five and 10 homes. What I would like you to do is take a look at those and then go ahead and email me back the ones that you really like. And, and then we'll set up a time to go see those on Saturday. You said two o'clock works for you. Perfect. I'll see you on Saturday at two o'clock. You know, I've given all that. And what I would add to what Brian just did is he said, email me the ones that you like. And I would probably add, and if you don't like any of them, just let me know that too. Good point. I want a reply, right? So I, listeners, I would just throw that in there too, to exactly what Brian did. And actually, I screwed that up a little bit. Also, I would say, by the way, I will give you a call tomorrow morning. And I would have known that it was morning, not afternoon in that scenario through discovery. I'll give you a call tomorrow morning and verify what those are so that we can make sure that we can get it. You know, I, I would actually set up a phone call before that. 
um, that's me. I, I would actually have done that. And I, even though I don't know why I didn't do it that way, but that's how I would do it. I want to, I want to have another contact with them. It's Wednesday. And if I'm showing them houses on Saturday, I don't want to, to give five days in between when we're going to talk because yeah. they're going to talk to 10 other agents between now and then I'm going to lose them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, the reason that this is important, everybody listening is because this guy closed this call out with a lead who potentially isn't going to be buying for a year or year and a half. She's going to forget who he is going to forget the conversation. There's no immediate follow-up, no reason to follow up, no uh, reason to have a conversation. And so when you leave it open-ended like that, it makes it even more difficult for you to randomly call them or follow up with them out of the blue in a week or two, because you haven't already established that. If you establish it now, it makes it so much easier. And, and here's a little trick for that, by the way, for someone who's a year out, hey, Dale, you know, I really appreciate you. I, I, I want you to know that I heard you say that you're a year out. That being said, I've been doing this for over 20 years. And sometimes a year turns into six months. Sometimes it turns into a week. I'm not saying that's going to happen to you. I 100% believe where you're going. That being said, I do follow up with everybody pretty consistently. You know, in your case, I'll follow up with you here in the next 30 days or so. So please understand, I just like to follow up with people to see if anything has changed. So I, I like that script because it gives me permission without asking for permission to continue to follow up with them. Why am I following up with them? Well, in case anything's changed. And, and then obviously... I have good conversations when I follow up with them. I'll give them market updates. I'll, you know, give them uh, houses that have sold in their neighborhood, you know, whatever. There's always stuff to, there's always information to provide. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, excellent. Let's see. Uh, we have a question. Ileana Emil, do you have scripts to find sellers? I'm generally looking for sellers. So before we start playing the rest of this, I'd say, Ileana, um, I'm doing a webinar tomorrow with Red X, actually. And we can drop the nice. link for you guys to register for that where we're, not tomorrow, next week. What am I saying? It's next week that I'm nice. doing a webinar with Red X. I've personally used Red X for many years, not only to okay. generate. What's that? Good company. Yeah. So I generated listings myself using Red X for years, and then I've used them for building and scaling inside and outside sales departments. So we can put the link in there for that. But I would say, uh, Ileana, scripts for finding sellers, the most basic is either door knocking or circle prospecting. Hey, do you know anybody looking to sell? Uh, we have, you know, buyers who are trying to move into this neighborhood. That's the most basic, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll add just a little bit to that script if that makes sense. So, hey, Dallas is Brian Curtis, Curtis Realty Group, reaching out to people in your neighborhood because I have several clients who are looking to buy a house in your neighborhood. And I was just curious if you happen to know any of your neighbors who were looking to sell. Yeah. That's the, the that's the yeah. that's the full version of what I just gave you, Brian. Gave yeah. you the full one. And, and let me just say why you do it that way. Here's where most people screw it up. Are you interested in selling? No. Now I'm done. Right. But if they are interested in selling, they'll say, yes, me. <laughs> so, so don't ask them if they want to sell. Ask them if they know anybody who wants to sell because they fall under the category of people they know. Very, very, very simple. That's the most basic one that you can do, everyone. And then you can you can self-generate through your website for uh, home valuations or cash offers, or you can buy leads. You can buy them through YLOPO. You can buy them through ZBuyer. You can buy them the companies. Lots of lots of different sources. Uh, and we have relationships with a lot of them. So uh, it's pretty simple to, to get seller leads. If you have some money to do so, I recommend that. If you don't, 
then go talk to people and find people that own a house and ask them if they want to sell it or ask them if they know somebody else who wants to sell per Brian's recommendation and my recommendation. I'll give you another pro tip. Seller leads are about triple the cost of buyer leads. That's a, a good rule of thumb. Would you agree with that, Dale? Yes. Cool. So 38% of buyers are sellers. I want you guys to do that math. One of the best sources of sellers is buyers. Buyer leads. Buyer leads. Yeah. And buyers, but buyer leads, yes. Yeah. So just something to think about because, you know, I'll just do the math. If you pay $20 for a buyer lead, that means you're paying $60 for a seller lead. So I take 60 and multiply it times point, or I, yeah, I get three leads and I take three and I multiply that times 0.38 and I actually end up saving money buying buyer leads over seller leads. So that's just my personal take on it. And by the way, I still buy ZBuyer because they're very inexpensive, very powerful leads. We still circle prospect, we still do FISBOs and expireds because those are more low hanging fruit. But I don't do I don't do home value leads. That just feels like a colossal waste of money to me, so. Got it. Uh, all right, so let me, let's come back. We'll finish playing this. Let's listen to it from the beginning. Okay, cool. Hello. Hi, Samantha. Um, I'm Orlando. I'm calling on behalf of David and Christine from How are you? From who, sorry? From Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I know that you've been searching for homes on the website recently, and we wanted to know if you're looking to yes. buy or sell this year. Um, well, this year, to be honest, my husband and I, we just kind of stay up, like we're on Redfin all the time, just looking at what homes are um, available. But I don't think we'd be seriously in the market for another year or two. Oh, okay, no problem. Yeah. But do you know what you're looking for? Year or two. Pause. Okay. So uh, you paused for a reason. Were you just pointing that out? Uh, well, I was pointing out the year or two and uh -huh. immediately starts rolling into what do you want to buy, right? Yeah. So for me, I want to do a little bit more discovery right there. So, hey, out of curiosity, what's significant about a year or two from now? Do you guys have some major life changes coming up? Or are you just, you know, comfortable? You know, what's going on? What's, what's the importance of that? Oh, our youngest graduates from high school in a year. And then anytime after that, we would consider moving. Okay. So that's a great piece of information that says this is not a person who's going to move six months from now because that would be dumb. Right. You know, because it puts lots of restrictions on them versus, I don't know, we just been kind of thinking about it. We're not really sure. Okay. That's a person who could accidentally buy a house next week. Right. Yeah. Uh, we call that follow the no. So she just gave him a big no and he's going to move on and start asking about what she wants to buy. So yeah. I agree with what Brian just said. That's what we teach as well. Chase that down a little bit more. Get some more information around that. So we'll listen to him, get the what from her, and then uh, I'll pause it again. We're currently... Yeah, currently we would love to find, so we're in Edmonton, we want to find um, a, um, probably a four-bedroom, um, ideally either a partially finished basement um, or not finished at all, like depending on the rest of the living space, um, probably 2,000 square feet minimum, and then um, minimum of two bathrooms, and then air conditioning if possible. And then if not available when, it, like when we looked, that'd be something we'd want to work into the prices from Central Air. Does that sound like somebody who just casually is browsing online? No, it does that, not. That, she's got an idea what she yeah. wants. She's, right. she's, yeah, she's done some research. She, I mean, she yeah. knows that not every house has air conditioning, and right. she also knows that if there's a way to put it in a house. I mean, this is this is a very educated, intelligent, sophisticated buyer, really, Who, who's given some thought to this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, now, salesperson listening to this, we know that she said 
probably just like looking probably won't be buying for another year or two and then she proceeds to give you very specific instructions or descriptions of what she wants to purchase or what they're looking for and then when we hear him ask where she's going to have very specific areas that she wants to be in so when you hit that salesperson register it back here so ideally you'll do what brian and i have said which is oh god what's important about uh buying in two years in a year or two or how did you guys come up with a year or two, right? Whatever it is that you're going to get some answers there. You can then ask about the what, and she had a lot of it, but register the fact that it's very specific to her and then come back around again and maybe compare the two with her and say, wow, it sounds like you guys are pretty you know, knowledgeable about what you're looking for, pretty specific. It sounds like you have it dialed in. So how does that jive with this time frame? and specifics that you've told me about. I just want to pressure test that again in case there's some other feature or some other factor that she isn't telling me about, right? So yep. let's say let's you gave an example of uh, what was it their their child was graduating from the youngest child is graduating from high school they're going to be empty nesters. Graduating from high school they're going to be empty nesters. Now, what if it's actually about whether or not that child chooses to go away for college or stay here, right? Like yep. what happens if if I pressure tested and it turns out that really it's contingent upon where that kid goes to school or not, that could mean that they're going to buy much faster or not buy much faster, right? So it's another opportunity to pay attention to the signals and come back around and use it in your discovery. Yeah, and it's so vital. So because, for example, when somebody tells me they're a year or two out and I don't know why they're a year or two out, I can't do what I'm going to do right now. Hey, Susie, out of curiosity, um, our team deals with a lot of properties, um, different situations that are off market properties. Would you be interested in getting access to that list? Is that something that would benefit you? If they're like, no, Brian, I told you I'm not moving for two years and I don't know why that question doesn't work because yeah. then, then you look like an idiot. So and so my point is the better discovery we do and true discovery, not just checking three bedroom, two bath for, you know, that's not discovery. Discovery is why am I? I'm moving. What's the motivation? Where am I going? You know, and not that those other things aren't technically discovery, bathroom, bedroom, square foot location. Those still yeah. still matter. But that's not the thing that's going to allow you to be able to go to the next level and provide value. And remember, every person who's buying and selling a house is talking to seven or eight agents. You've got to be different and better. Yeah, I would say uh, if I were to give some tips to this particular agent or ISA that's doing this call, it's not so much about just hitting the basic, um, when do you want to buy? What do you want to buy? How much do you want to spend? It's much more about uh, why are you buying or selling? Why mm -hmm. aren't you buying or selling now? Why do you want to buy or sell in that area? Why do you want that particular type of home or whatever it may be? And you know, are you working with somebody or why are you working with them? I'm just throwing out the yeah. shift your mindset into, uh, or actually I'd say, why not with us, right? So it's much more like going to every single conversation, expecting to sell a home or to someone, to the lead or for the lead now for the right price with you, right? And if anything else pops out, you need to figure out why it isn't going to be that way. 
Is that, a, would you say that's a good rule of thumb, especially for somebody like this? Love that. And, you know, for me, and this is mindset stuff. So for me, every phone call is a puzzle. And if you want to adapt that mindset, it's pretty powerful because there's a whole bunch of pieces missing from this puzzle. Oh yeah. A lot. Why, why does she want to move? Like that's the biggest piece right there. Or why, actually not why does she want to move? Why does she want to wait a year to two years? That is a big glaring piece missing smack dab in the middle of the puzzle. When I get off a phone call, Success, obviously, setting an appointment, those are things, those are success, right? But figuring out why the person's doing something and what's motivating them and what's driving them, that's everything in my world. Because even if I go on the appointment, if I can't figure that out, I'm still probably not going to get the business. Yeah, You've got to understand what drives these people. And so many people think that, so many people look through their own filter and don't understand why other people are doing a thing because they're so stuck on why they would do it. Well, I would do it this way. I don't give a rip. I'm not selling you a house. You're not selling yourself a house. That, so that, that used to be me. You know, that used to be me when I would, uh, you know, I'd call up uh, Fizbo's expireds, whatever it may be. I, I would pride myself on anticipating what was going to come out of their mouths, right? W what their reasoning was and sort of pre-guess it. Uh, now that I'm a far better salesperson than I used to be, I just go in knowing nothing, right? I don't know anything. Uh, and I'm going to ask you as many stupid questions as I need to, to figure out why not now, why not with me and why not under these circumstances, right? Yep. No assumptions, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brian, do you want to try to squeeze your call? We got five minutes. Sure. And we started a little late. The 61 people here live are demanding that they get more Dale and Brian. Okay, here we go then. Thumbs up when you can hear it, please. Except that I forgot to share my thumb. Damn it, Brian. You know. It's we, like I've not been doing this for four years or something. Uh, we need a third person here to like run stuff for us. And that's the truth. Dale and I are not great administrators. We have some strengths, but administration is none of them. So, all right. Thumbs up when you hear it. Connected us uh, your your inquiry about eleven Quantic Hills in Bella Vista. Yep. Okay, so you would like to go see that on you, they you told them on the third uh, on on uh, uh, to to take a look at the house. Yes, sir. Okay, what time would you like to like to meet? Uh, if does noon work for you? Yeah, noon uh, on the third. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, in fact, I live in Bella Vista, so uh, we're okay, where awesome. about are 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 you now, Benson? Uh We're in Bentonville. You're in Bentonville. Okay, cool. And uh, of course, this is uh, uh, you know this is uh, uh, new construction, uh, so uh, yeah. it, it so uh, and and that's what you're looking for is something a newly built home. Well, uh, me and uh, uh, Courtney, we saw the house and we wanted to take a look at it. Um, we're just looking right now. We're not too sure if we want to do a brand new build or an old build right now. We're just looking and we want to sure, really no, think about this house that we want to, want to yeah, look no at worries. it. Yeah. Was there any other properties that caught your eye in Bella Vista if you wanted to look at them too? Uh, right now, that's the only one. Uh, I can connect with Courtney here in a little bit. I know she's dropping the kids off at school. Um, and uh, see if there was any more that she wanted to look at. 
Sure. Well, we can string those together if you like. I'm going to text you my uh, my direct phone number and uh, okay. And I've uh, you know we're we're local agents here, of course. And uh, and anything that you if you run across any property online with Zillow or or Realtor.com or whatever, feel free to drop me a line and 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 I'll check it out for you and. Uh, Get you squared away. Uh, so, have you actually sold? Has, did you have you closed on your house in Bentonville yet? Uh, no, we're we're actually uh, renting in in. Bentonville. So, uh, I, house. He basically was asking if he sold his house yet, but he forgot to ask if you bought or if you if he rented or he owned. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, he got a little assumptive there, Dale and I were talking about that. For whatever yeah. reason, he made the assumption this person owned a house I, in the I, other city. I thought maybe that came through in the lead uh, description or something. Or okay, yeah. yeah no. Yeah, that was an assumption. So there's a perfect example. Now, this guy's so laid back, it doesn't matter. But to me, if I'm a consumer, that's a red flag for me. This guy's not really paying attention to what I'm talking about, that kind of thing. So those are little things. I like the fact that he's going to send him his contact information if you see any other houses. I don't like how subtle he was about that. If you want, you can go ahead and no. If you see anything else that you like, I'm happy to help you with. I can literally help you buy any house in the entire state. You know, be aggressive about that because if you just say, hey, give me a call, no one's ever going to call. You know yeah. that, Dale. I know that, yeah. Dale. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, and, uh, you know, I'd say I think this agent's hitting his points, right? I mean, he's screwing up on the house part. He's hitting his points. I would say stylistically, I would encourage him to listen to his own recording so that he can remove sudden some of the ahs and ums and sound a little bit more confident and a little more in control yep. because his manner of speaking makes it sound like he's not sure what to do next and he's trying to figure it out so he knows what to do he's hitting the points he's clearly done this before so if he listens to himself he can practice sounding more like been here before a million times this is how it works Agreed. And there's only a minute left in this call, so I'm going to play play it. And there's another point that comes up here that I, I would love to hear your opinion on. I've got one. So. Oh, you're renting. Okay. Yeah, we're. Okay, and this is. But is this your first home, or have you done this before? Great question. Uh, I've done it before. Okay. <laughs> you're a bit. You're a veteran. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, hey, um, I look forward to seeing you on the third for sure, and I'll uh, I'll send you some information about about us, and uh, we we've got about a thirty agents on our team, so we're one of the biggest uh, residential real estate teams here in. Okay, Florida. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, I think it's fantastic that you're one of the biggest real estate teams. You got 30 agents, if that's what this guy's looking for, right? If he wants a big team, if he wants uh, a big organization, uh, if he wants, uh, you know, specialization, or maybe he's not. Uh, we don't know what he's looking for, and we don't know what experience he has. What happens if he worked with a big team before and they shit the bed for him, right? Like, that would be a huge negative right now. Was Is that in line with where you were going? Yeah, because and, and we don't need to play the rest of it, but he follows that up with um, talking about how long he's been an agent. He's been an agent for about 15 years. Once again, that makes the assumption that that's a good thing. So if you're going to pitch that you have a team, 
don't make the assumption that the client knows all the benefits of working with the team. To Dale's point, maybe they had a really bad experience with the team. Those of you who are on a team or run a team, I'm sure everyone listening to Cash Call does an amazing job. I'm going to share some information that you may not know. There's a bunch of crappy teams out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, we already knew that part. But, uh, but my point is this, is we make these assumptions that working with a big team is good. Okay, but watch this. Hey, Bob, you know, um, I also want to let you know that I'm on a, a pretty large team. We, we sell, you know, we're one of the top teams in the market. Let me explain why that even matters to you. So here's the beauty of it. I wish I was available 24-7 so I could show you houses whenever you want or whatever you want. But that's just not reality. I, I have a other clients, I have other obligations, but the beauty of working with our team is there's always at least somebody who's available when that hot market, that property that you absolutely need to see comes up, we're available for you. So, you know, that's a huge benefit to me for, for working with the team. Can you guys see some benefit in that? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, that's called sales, right? I'm on, I'm on a huge team, excuse my language. I don't know why I felt the need to say that does not help anybody. You can go ahead and bleep that out. Bleep that out for the family, uh, family show when they, when they sit around the TV to watch. But seriously, that and four bucks buys me Starbucks coffee. Like it doesn't matter that you're on a 30 person team. Yeah. I, it doesn't mean anything to me. Now, Dale and I know what that means. The, our listeners know what that means, but none of us are buying a house. So if you're going to pitch something to somebody, it's got to be about them, not about you. Yeah, it's funny. I could put this into a different context for our listeners, right? Please. I'm surfing online, looking for a car. I identify one of the cars I think I want. I want to go take a look at it, right? Uh, I go down to the car lot and the salesperson proceeds to tell me how giant their company is, how many salespeople are there and how many cars they sell. Do I care about that? I just want to know if this car is going to work for me, right? So uh, right. basically like, what? why does that matter? And find out whether it matters to me first before you tell me that. What I, I go ahead, bro. No, I'm, I was agreeing with that. Absolutely. There, for some people that really matters. Yeah. For me, I don't care. Uh, but here's what I would say as a rule of thumb for my for our listening salespeople. There's a huge value to having an elevator pitch, right? If you're about to close me out, Brian, or you're saying no to me, or you, not yet, not now, not with you, or I'm going to work with somebody else, or whatever it may be, or I'm in a competitive situation, there's a massive benefit to have that elevator pitch to say, Brian, listen, we sell most of the properties in this neighborhood. In fact, my team has been through every home here in this neighborhood at least two or three times. We know it like the back of our hand. And on average, we save our buyers X or on average, we net our sellers more than this using our methodologies. That's an elevator pitch. You use that when you don't have the time to figure out what matters to that prospect. If you have time to figure out what matters to the prospect, then you ask them, okay? Yep. I said it's not his first time buying. Hey, fantastic. How'd the last interaction, how'd the last sale go for you? What? Who'd you work with, right? How did that go for you? Because he's either going to say good things or bad things. He's going to say a lot of things or a little things, but it's at least going to help you understand what would matter to this guy or not matter to this guy. What might be a trigger for him or not a trigger because you have the time to do it. Absolutely. And here's the, here's the last thing I want to say um, on this because we're over, but I want to say this. Don't brag unless people ask you to brag. Like, 
in my listing presentation, I have what's referred to as a brag slide, or at least that's what I call it. Hey, this is how many houses we sold. This is this. I've been doing this for 20 years, all these things, right? 80% of the time, I never showed that. They don't care about you and they shouldn't. Like when you go meet a salesperson to buy a car, I'm not saying you don't want it to be a pleasant experience, but you can't give a rip about how long the guy's been doing it, how many kids he's got, how many sales he's had this. I don't care. What's that have to do with the Audi that I'm trying to buy? Like, and and we have a tendency to do that. Let me tell you why I'm amazing. I didn't ask, you know, now there are people who go and I've been in listing presentations again, where they're like, how many houses have you sold in this neighborhood? Okay. I better have that data. Or (laughs) how many houses have you sold? Okay. I better have that data. No, 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 not your team. You, how many have you sold? How many, whatever, right? How many settlements did you go to? Uh, Definitely had that one before. How many have you sold in this neighborhood? How many have you sold in this building? Right. Yeah. All that kind of stuff is pretty common. Awesome. All right. Dale, appreciate you. Um, for our listeners and, and for you, I haven't had a chance to tell you, I'm going to be out of town for two weeks, so I'm going to miss you guys, but uh, I got I got to go do some more training so I can so I can be better. Hey, well, everybody still come here next week. We're still going to have cash call. Perfect. I'm going to get a blow up uh, version of Brian Curtis, and I'm going to put it on a separate camera. And then I'll just, you know, we'll, no, maybe not a good idea, but come back next week. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.